Yo, welcome back to the Alpha Omega Podcast. Today we are talking about power of words, encouragement, and roles. Today we have a very special guest bringing us a feminine perspective. Stay tuned to see who it is. Yo, 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 what is up everybody? Welcome back to the Alpha Omega podcast. We are back with another exciting episode. My name is Dominic. My name is Keegan. And I'm Bobby. And Keegan is going to introduce our very special guest today. Yeah, so today we have Cabin 8 in the house. You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Jema. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Rylan. Yeah, and uh, like I said, they're, they're called Cabin 8. And I think something that would be cool to talk about is how we all actually came about to be. Cabin 2 is mine, Dominic, and Bobby's cabin. And uh, let's just say when we all got together, we did not think, well, at least I didn't think that we were going to have the greatest times. So. Oh, for sure. I thought I was going to hate you from the yeah. from the rip. I walked out and Dom Period. sitting on the dock with dreadlocks and everything else. <laughs> I know that. But anyways, anyway, <laughs> what came out of it is kind of the... Uh, what it would alter ego, the personality, Alpha Omega. We kind of yeah. just decided to become. Yeah, we yeah. are the frat boys of Bible school. Yeah, yeah, we are fraternity Amen. slash podcast slash entrepreneur slash whatever. <laughs> you like. And so slash the most extraordinarily humble of uh, anybody of on campus. Uh, yeah. And so the reason that we decided to have Cabin Eight on the podcast is because they are pretty much the only other cabin that have given themselves a personality. Mm -hmm. So do you guys want to talk about y'all's personality? We are the Bible School Baddies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's the end, that's it. So when we first came together, we all just hit it off really well. We're all middle children, so we get along extremely well. Mm -hmm. And we hit it off and it kind of evolved out of nothing. We didn't do anything. Yeah, honestly though, I've been told by multiple GCBI year people that Cabin 8's like an iconic cabin and they always mesh very well. <laughs> That's crazy. So like... Spiritual juju. Yeah, I don't know. So basically, we were just like... Carrying on the tradition. We didn't want to name ourselves anything else. We're just Cabin 8. That's... We don't really... We're not That's creative right. enough to come up with a new name. But and we are the Bible two, School Baddies. Two out of... Two people from out of the state and one local, and that's the yeah. same as Cabin 2, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's funny. I think we're basically the only two, like, trios on camp. Like, we, we travel in bags. We do. <laughs> we're like mirror twins. Although we formed before limit, Alpha Omega, so we're triplets? kind of better. No, you do not. Alpha Omega was definitely <laughs> That is Cabin not eight. true. Yes, yeah, I think, it, I think it would be triplets, not twins. And we're, we're we close. called each other Cabin 8 before, like, <laughs> week eight, two in. We were yourself. like, okay, where's Cabin 8? Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna get on the podcast and start arguing. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, uh, well, not yet. <laughs> yeah. So, with all that being said, um, it'd be cool, I think, to kind of not pair off, but like, who's who is the female version of the Alpha Omega, and who is the male version of like Cabinet? equal personalities? Yeah. So we're trying Ooh. to like flip flop the two. What? Well, who would we be if we were Cabinet, and who yeah. would they be if they were Alpha Omega? Ooh, that's exciting. So. <laughs> Let's say what we think. They can say what they think. Do you each want to like pick your person? Um, Don, <laughs> who do you think you are? I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm probably most like Rylan. Crack Even though I do have a chill side, like there's a there's a side of me that's like I'm not saying you don't, but like. Well, you I feel like there's a side <laughs> okay. of me that loves to just like be a complete goof and just like bounce off the walls. Mm -hmm. But that's more like when we just like 
when it's past curfew and I'm delusional. Past nine o'clock, Dom is a different different person. <laughs> yeah. Werewolf. Yeah. Bobby. Uh, I was gonna say Liz. I feel like we're just the two quiet people of the group. Mm -hmm. We just kind of go with the flow. Very chill. Yeah. Okay. Here yeah, for it. I mean, I think nobody's as chill as Liz. But yeah. You're but close. If we had to pick one, like close second. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I could agree that I'm a lot like Jamo just because we both do CrossFit and... Uh, <laughs> we're the most swole. jacked on camera. Opinionated. So. Opinionated. Shredded like some cheese. Oh, oh we're yes. both opinionated. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about Did that. Did I say that was a bad thing? No. no. You just... Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I could look. What do you guys think? Facts don't care about your feelings. So. It's true. Hashtag bench I would I second that motion. I think we, the ones you picked are probably the closest. Yeah. I would also say, like... Keegan be, can be a crackhead, so maybe maybe him and Ryan. That's only when we get into the cabin, though. Yeah, I feel like well, we don't talk about I feel like I'm just so unique that none of you are like. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I can never be like anyone else. That was great. Actually, what's the scripture? <laughs> She's also extremely humble. So. I I'm the most humble yeah. on campus, so. I'm extremely humble. You heard it here first. Humble on campus. Hmm. This is all gotcha. a joke. Okay. <laughs> this is a joke. She's like, please read the sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, also we want to do uh, a bit of advice that's like stuck with you. Like something that you heard, like a parent told you or a mentor, mm. and it's something that you just yes, have always with her hand up. <laughs> <laughs> Happy people sing. That's the best mm. piece of advice you ever been given? Yep. She so, does sing a do lot. Do you people sing that too? My mother. Sing. That makes a lot. When oh, I would yeah. get mad at her for singing in the grocery store. Some of the, the best music I've ever heard though has come from sad people. Hashtag juice roll. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hashtag country music. Yeah. Hashtag Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Yeah, yeah for real. <clears throat> Liz? We're going to get canceled. <laughs> for real. You want to do boomerang back too? I was told once not to run with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> what are you running with? <laughs> a knife! Jayma? That's so funny. Um, I don't know. I've been given a lot of good wisdom over the years. But I'm trying to think of like... Oh, my my dad has always told me, don't let fear rule your life, because mm. I, I struggle a lot with that, and it's just something that's always ranked true with me. So. That's a bar. It is. It is. Bobby, you want to rip it? Um, the first thing that came to mind is a quote in the front of my dad's Bible um, that says, um, I forgot who it's by, but it's, he is no fool who gives up what he mm. cannot keep to gain. to gain what he cannot lose. Hmm. And that's always been... Really cool, especially Ooh. just with his testimony. Uh, Isn't that Jim Elliot? Yeah, that's who it is. The, the guy that died. Yeah. 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 Wow. He was a that missionary that died overseas. Oh, I have wow. heard that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my piece of advice, um, it's just something. It's simple, but it stuck with me for a long time. It came from my mom. She just always said, um, "Don't grow bitter." It's like mm -hmm. the sim most simple words, but it it applies all the time. Because it's, I feel really easy, easy to just become bitter about things, and it kind of ruins everything when you're bitter. Mm. So, yeah. That's um, a good one. I don't know if my like this might not be the best piece of advice I've ever heard, but kind of like how it sounds is like, you die twice. The first time is when you actually die, and the second time is the last time somebody ever mentions your name. Hmm. Which is kind of self-centered, but I think it sounds cool. So. Go have go have an impact on the world, so they mention your name. Impact for God. Impact for God. Period. Like Jim Elliott. <laughs> Sweet. So today our topics, uh, what we landed on, um, was the power of words 
um, and how that relates to encouragement. And also we're going to talk about roles because we have our first female guests on the show. So that's just only fitting. So we can give an insight into the women's view of roles. Right, because we could talk about it all day, but nobody <laughs> wants to hear. I was really hoping you would say, so we can get an insight into the female mind, and I'm like, we yeah. don't even know what that is. We don't, we don't understand it. It goes, it goes yeah. like this. <laughs> it goes yeah. like circles. Alright, so um, power of words. Um, I I had a few bits of scripture that I wanted to pull out and, and talk about. Um, something actually that I've been doing for devotions the last couple weeks is in Ephesians 5. Um, it goes like this. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and forgave him and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. So, I mean, that that's just big with me because I've, I mean, I everybody knows, like, I love to joke. And mm -hmm. I, I find it hard to like draw that line and um, something that really has been helpful is just the end of that. It says, um, but rather giving them thanks. So it says all that like, hey, don't do this, 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 and this. And then it gives you like the solution after, which is be thankful instead. So basically the point is you can't be saying all these things you shouldn't be saying if you're just simply giving thanks for you know all that you're blessed with and mm -hmm. so that's been really big with me and my devotions and I guess in my walk but that's cool that it has the replacement thing because it's easy to say well don't do this this and this but when you remove those things you have to add in something else yeah so that's nice that you can say take out silly jesting or whatever it said filthiness silly talk coarse jesting and then replace it with thanksgiving so you have that replacement for it that's yeah, because cool. otherwise you just don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah, or at least some I just of us can't guys. Talk. Yeah, we we just love to joke, but yeah, when you're thankful and you just keep saying, you know, God, thank you for this, thank you for that, you know, it really does fill that space of just making fun of everything. Cause I I think there's something that goes on too with joking. Like there's something in your heart that's happening. There's hidden truth in joking. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a discontentment, mm -hmm. you know, so you make fun of everything instead of being grateful for it, being thankful. So, I'm assuming you're not saying we can never, like, joke, but so, like, where would the line be for you? Where would you think God draws the line at? Well, I mean, it, the words that they use are very, like, so the first, the first one and the third one are pretty easy. It's like filthiness or coarse jesting, mm -hmm. um, which I think, perverse. yeah, which is anything perverted or... I guess gross or something that is just not edifying like it's not good for anything yeah. um, but in the middle it does say silly talk <laughs> so that is a hard one because it's like you know sometimes it's okay to be silly but I think really we have to rely on on discernment in each situation you know yeah. like it's okay when you're like in the cabin if we're just being silly and it doesn't cross a certain line but you know it's probably gonna be different for every single person too yeah. like some people are going to be able to joke about some things and some people are going to be not going to be able to joke about the same things. It's just going to kind of be up to where you're at, your moral compass, and what you're convicted on. Mm. What I've noticed living in community, if you joke all the time and like that's who you become and you become what you say as your joking self, then that's what people will um, accept you as. Mm. And then it's like, 
And then when you say you're not actually that, it blows people's minds. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not actually just this joke of a person. And so there's actually a proverb that is pretty interesting going back to like the silly talk and how you have the, the replacement for giving thanks and how that can actually affect you. So Proverbs 21.3, oh no, 21.23 says, He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. Ooh. So I mean, it's just like positive talk helps you have a positive soul. Guards will keep you out of trouble, that's mm. for sure. Yeah, it will keep you out of physical trouble, but also, like, I love how it says guards his soul from troubles. Because mm -hmm. if you're only talking negatively, then me personally, once I once I start speaking negatively, all I focus on are the negative things. That's true. Especially in yep. people. Mm, absolutely. It's like, I've, I've noticed whenever, like, I'm hanging around people who just complain about everything, then, like, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be right there complaining with them. Mm -hmm. It's just, mm. negativity is almost... Like addicting in a bad way. It is. Yeah. It's much easier to be negative about situations than to be positive because there's so much you could look at and say, well, I don't have this and I don't have this. But in reality, you have way more than 90% of the people in the world. I mean, we have iPhones. Mm -hmm. Some of us. Some of us have iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a pixel. pixel that I found around this camp. It still works. All <laughs> and I'm thankful for it. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. Thanksgiving. Love it. Exactly. But in reality, we have way more to be thankful for than... I mean, we have food, we have water, we have a place to stay, and we have each other. That's true. Water. This is true. Don't get all mushy on me. Come on. Aww. He's <laughs> gonna cry, guys. Whenever we were talking, like, whenever I found out that we were talking about power of words, it kind of really brought me, I don't know, I read Proverbs a lot. And mm -hmm. so it took me to Proverbs 10, um, 31 and 32, and it says, The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. Ooh. And so it's just like, it really harps on how the righteous, the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom. So like, whatever, a righteous, a righteous person is only going to be speaking wisdom and anything that a person who's wicked is going to be talking about perverse things like it i think this is the part where it's talking about contrasting the upright and the wicked mm -hmm. but yeah so it's yeah, i mean you don't have to raise your hand you just <laughs> one thing one thing that i heard um on a uncle randy video was the mouth or no the tongue is a window to the soul mm -hmm. or to the heart mm -hmm. so like if you're speaking perverse things like you're saying then your heart is most likely wicked. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's there's, an outpouring. Yeah, yeah there's a Bible yeah. verse, in, I think it's in Proverbs, it says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if your heart is constantly unthankful or just bitter towards people, that's the kind of stuff that's going to come out your mouth versus being thankful, and then you will be always fearing thankfulness because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. Yeah, That and this might be reaching, but I think I feel like... Our, our eyes and our mouths are both windows and and I feel like the eyes kind of flow in to our heart mm -hmm. and then what goes into our heart comes out of our mouths so I feel like it's all connected like we have to guard what we see and what we hear so that what comes out what goes into our heart and what comes out is um, healthy and and I think that's really what it means like guard our hearts and our minds. Mm -hmm. So um, much easier said than done. Takes so much self-control. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, I I also wanted to mention uh, Genesis one because I I feel like 
So to me, it's really cool how, like, I think a lot about how we're made in God's image. And I don't think that all that I think when we say that people think, okay, well, God looks like a man. But really what I'm starting to understand what that means is the characteristics of God in his person is what he formed us to represent. So like God says, let there be light. He said, let there be light. So that's why we have a mouth. And, and like we speak, we speak things out of that. And I don't know, I'm not very articulate about it, but my thought is um, God does a lot of things with word. And like, you know, we have the Bible, which is God's word, and he speaks things into existence. Um, and there's just something in that that's really, really powerful. And um, yeah, similarly in Revelation, do you have that one, Liz? Revelation, yes. Revelation 1.15. I think this is a super cool picture. Uncle Randy talks about the picture <laughs> of Jesus a lot, and it, it really is a sweet picture, you know. Okay, Revelation 1.15 and 16 says, his feet were like burnished bronze when it had been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. Yeah, so that to me is pretty cool because to symbolize the power of Jesus' words, it said they're like, what does it say, many waters? Mm-hmm. And, and that just really is a picture of power. And then the his tongue is like a sharp two-edged sword. I mean, that it's just really powerful imagery. And so I kind of understand more and more, like, we're made in the image of God. It means that we similarly kind of, and I, I want to be careful, but we similarly have power like he does. And I don't mean that in any sort of heretical term. Like we're not, <laughs> you know, we're not gods yeah. at all, but... but God uses words, and in the same sense, He gave us words. So mm -hmm. we have to be careful and understand that they have power and they have influence mm -hmm. in people's lives. What does the double-edged sword mean? What do you think that means? I think like it means tongue. it cuts two ways. Like, like in a good can, way and a bad way? It can start, so like in James 3, I think it is, it's like talks about how it can put out a fire or it can start a fire. And I think that's the mm -hmm. image it gives. It can go positive mm -hmm. or negative. Yeah. The way I always read that too is, um, like when we preach the word of God or we we speak a verse in Scripture, not only is that convicting in a forward sense, mm. but it also is t back towards you, like two-edged meaning it cuts forward and backward. Maybe that's just my own interpretation, but that's how I read it. Do you think people realize the power of the words that they have? Absolutely. No, absolutely not. I think one thing I've noticed, especially with living in a community like this, is we do become like a family. And I know I don't watch my words enough when I'm around family. Like I, I can cross lines that I couldn't otherwise cross with anyone else. And I feel like we've started, I'm guilty of this, we've started to do that here. And that's why I like, it was on my heart this week, I'm like, I feel like we all talk to each other like we're brothers and sisters when even then it's not social. I don't think it should be acceptable for us to talk that way to each other because right. we do we can build each other up with our words but you can also tear each other down to the point where you you've destroyed someone mm -hmm. and i've experienced that not here but in my life right. i have and it it destroys you from the inside out and i don't think people realize how powerful your words actually are mm -hmm. so yeah dom i love what you said that 
since we're made in God's image. God said, let there be light and there was light. Like we can create in someone by encouraging them a new fire that encourages them and builds them up. Or you can completely tear someone down. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you don't realize that. Just like in your life, Jamie, you said, if someone, if someone says something negative to you, it destroys you. Like people don't realize the power of their words, mm -hmm. which Dang. is very sad. Your words yeah. can be used Literally for infinite good and infinite bad. Yeah, yeah. Bars, yeah. just like God's word. Yeah. yeah. Um, one pastor I listened to, he was talking about this, and I mean, I'm involved in a lot of like youth ministry, and it's like something I'm passionate about, and so I like practically like I've seen that um, the way we talk to people, and like even in discipline, like the way we talk to people, it's really powerful. And so like one thing I've tried to do is like when you're disciplining a youth, like a kid, is like instead of just wow, like if they're being obnoxious and like talking during class or something, instead of being like oh, you're so loud and obnoxious and just, like, sending them away instead of being, like, like, your words have power and, like, if you notice, like, how much influence you have with the other students, like, um, like, let's try, like, you following what I'm saying and, like, being attentive and, like, seeing that through them and, like, speaking life into them rather than being, like, tearing them down for mm -hmm. something God gave them because, mm -hmm. like, everything we use, like, is God-given. All our gifts, so if someone's really good at talking, that's from God, so... Mm -hmm. They may not be using it for the right thing, so they, that may be being the class clown and like being distracting. But they're they're they have leadership and influence in that because of what God gave them. And so, how about instead of like tearing that down and being like, "Oh, you're su super, you're the class clown, you're being obnoxious," being like, "Hey, like you like the other kids follow you, and like mm -hmm. what you say is really powerful." Mm -hmm. And so, instead of like being obnoxious and like being a distraction, what if instead of that we like take a class and you actually are attentive and like answering all the questions and like see see how that affects the students around you mm -hmm. and then if you actually do that like I've seen that happen and the students like it opens their eyes to just like the impact they have on other students and so instead of like tearing them down and like making a barrier for them later in life of mm -hmm. like being like told they're too loud too obnoxious like there you see the impact they have and use that for good yeah like a little social experiment for yourself i yeah. feel like everyone could do that even in friend groups like king earlier was talking about being around people that complain a lot well what if you're that one person that isn't complaining in that group right. then how is that gonna it positively impact them mm -hmm. you know i'm just gonna brag on lizzie for a second because there are days when i definitely go to liz to complain and then she's over here like well, girl, you can look at this side of the story, and I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you making me feel so awful right now? <laughs> and she's definitely that person who, in a room of 20 people complaining, she could be that one person who's like, well, guys, here's the bright side of it. And yeah, then you feel it changes. It changes the whole dynamic of the room when there's at least just one person saying the right, the right mm -hmm. and positive yeah. things, or just saying, oh, we shouldn't talk about that, or oh, we shouldn't talk about that. Or she's them. like, yeah, maybe they're just having a bad day. Like you don't. Yeah, know. giving me like, the benefit of the doubt, and I'm like, I how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you feel, then you feel awkward for complaining, which is yeah. rightful. Right. Because, <laughs> right. like you said, we have way too many things to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. That it's like you should feel awkward and mm. and out of place when you're complaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like I reposted a Jackie Hill Perry quote today, Ooh. and it was uh, David was trained in how to defeat his enemies through through effective means. He was a man of war for decades, so it shouldn't surprise us when he utilized those same techniques when it came to murdering Uriah. When sin has your heart, it'll use your gifts too. 
Mm. So mm. kind of like circling back to what I was saying, That's a like, bar, honestly, for real. Yeah. Like I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, repost, repost, repost. <laughs> like, but like turning back to what I was saying, like God gives us our gifts, but that doesn't right. mean we always have to use them in a God godly way. No. Yeah. I feel like we were talking about this the other day, something like this. Like we, you and I were talking about this the other day. You can either be yeah. a sharp tool in the hand of God or a sharp tool in the hand of the devil. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot who said that. I think fighting for our teachers. Said that. I think Devin yeah. said that yeah. in a class. It's very true though. Like, yeah. I think we were, me and Liz were talking about like our plans for next year or something like that. And I was telling her how like God can use, like Satan can take what is very, very good in your life right now and make you make the wrong decision. Like not wrong decision, but like priorities. M Yes, mess up your mess up your priorities. I can't mm -hmm. go into detail of what that was about because obviously it's a private talk. But it's just weird that we were just talking about that like yeah. the other day. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. One like so. having seen that, like I've never like viewed that in David, like in the story of David. Like mm -hmm. you usually always see like, oh, he was a skilled fighter and like really good with like war. And then when Bathsheba comes up, it's just kind of like something that we talk about like separate as its like own isolated incident. But you never really can <laughs> see the how same guy. It's the same yeah, guy. It's the same guy <laughs> and like. If you're trained in war for that long, then, like, when sin corrupts you, mm -hmm. they're going to use what you know. It's not going to be like sin teaches you a whole new thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was going to say, sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say, not going to lie, most of the time, like, in my Bible school head, like, living, uh, growing up in the church, I separated the David and David and Goliath and David and Bathsheba. 100%. Yeah. So many times. I'm like, oh, they're different yeah. Davids. Yeah. yeah. The same David. <laughs> One thing that's been super convicting since being here is, um... You learn more about God, so then you learn more about how, like, Satan works, too. And he said something like, you're not smarter than the devil. Mm -hmm. So, like, the devil will use you. Well, he's mm -hmm. been around longer than we have. <laughs> yeah. He knows every trick in the book. The funny thing is, is he uses the same ones. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. There's no, he doesn't really use He's not creative. <laughs> yeah, for real. God's creative. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I mean, we've already kind of been touching on it a little bit, but moving on to the next topic. Topic of encouragement, um, I think we should say a couple words, um, just, um, I guess, what the Bible says about it. Um, but I I found this bit in Second Peter that jumps out at me. Um, it's in chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. It says, therefore, I will, all, and this is after um, he explains all about how to apply diligence and faith and moral excellence and in that knowledge and self-control that whole bit mm -hmm. um, which also probably could have a word on encouragement you know brotherly kindness but this part specifically jumps out it says therefore I will always be ready to remind you of these things even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you I consider it right as long as I am in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by the way of reminder so the, I mean a big part of encouragement, I think, is like reminding each other our callings, reminding each other our strengths, reminding each other of like, you know, God's promises in our lives and like biblical principles. Um, I think, I think when we think about encouragement, we think about like just kind of like complimenting people or kind mm -hmm. of more of a shallow thing. But I think a big part of encouragement is like reminding each other to get back on track. Like mm -hmm. that's. Um, which I don't think we do a whole lot because especially right now we're in Bible school So yeah. we get reminded every other day while we're here, but yeah. well the, the world view of like Encouragement, there's literally a whole love language of words of affirmation Which is like 
I guess I feel like encouragement sometimes can be truth. Like having, putting on our God glasses and then encouraging others and especially other believers in how God sees us Mm -hmm. and how God is using us and wants to use us. Right. Absolutely. Because you can encourage someone to be better. Mm -hmm. You can encourage someone in what the gifts they have, but then you can say, but look, you're, you're using it for this. You should be using it to honor God instead. You can just encourage them. And that's so hard though, because you, you have to make sure that you build the correct foundation of like friendship and and all this stuff before you can start speaking yeah. words of encouragement like yeah. that. Yeah. That's what Randy and Devin have like kept saying. It's like you, nobody cares what you know until they know that you care. Yeah, Caleb mm-hmm. said that on the last podcast that. too. It's a yeah. huge principle that if, if you're just like spitting truth into people's lives, but you don't really have a relationship, it just it comes off as like jaded, mm-hmm. and they don't. It kind of just rolls off that like, man, you don't care. You don't care about my life. You just want to spit truth. Like, you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of offensive almost. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the times if you can, it's like whenever you're trying to correct a brother or for you guys correcting a sister in an area that you that you see is wrong, I think it's better to go about it in an encouraging way rather than, oh, you're, this is, what are you, are you really going to do that right now? Come on, Bobby. Are you really about to, you're really about to. Careful. Yeah, we're not going to. We'll just leave it at that, but. I would rather see you use an encouraging way than tearing somebody down. Yeah. No, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Could encouragement be giving them an alternative to the bad thing that they're doing? Yeah, and sure. I, I think you could also, like sometimes speaking into someone's life, it doesn't always have to be something you've like actually practically seen. Like I think it could also be like something that like they haven't done yet, but you, you know they can get there. So like... Mm-hmm. If it's in, like, if you're talking about ministry, like, if you're talking to someone and you're like, wow, you're really good with people, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be true, but you speaking that into into their lives, it's almost like, yeah, maybe I could be good with people, maybe I should, like, start working on my people skills, and, like, it doesn't always have to be, like, some, like, far-off goal, but just, like, them having, like, oh, I should be better with people, that can change, like, a whole nother perspective, rather than being like, well, you just, you suck at talking to people. Has that mm. happened to anyone here? What? Like someone speaking something into your life and then you being like, huh, maybe I actually can be, just like Bobby was saying. Yeah. I mean, that's it's happened to me experience. like this year uh, with the internship with Etienne. Yeah. Uh, when I shared my testimony, they were like, oh, we really need to get you like teaching more. Like you're, you really connect well with the kids. And I was like, that was not something that was like even really on my radar. Like, are you sure? I was like, me? Yeah. Silent Bob? Like, <laughs> yeah. Silent he was like, Bob. no, like you really connect well with the kids. Like they were engaged. They're asking yeah. like serious questions. And so like, yeah. it was something that like I, I couldn't see myself just with all yeah, the right. doubt and like terrible self-talk but like him yeah. speaking that over me i was like all right bet let's do this like, like i believe you let's okay. figure it out like it's all all on god now yeah like, yeah i think it's it's good to be aware i think of where people are at in their confidence because like you're saying like that self-talk will will have people weighed down and and sometimes like when you look at your brother or your sister you see things in them that they don't see of themselves you see mm-hmm. like you know what you're not very confident about this, and I know that, but you really have potential to be this. Like, I think we need to remind each other and just be like, yo, like, people look up to you in this way, or you have this leadership quality, or you are super merciful, and I don't think you realize, you know, like, I think it's really easy to see in each other, like, where their outstanding qualities are, and 
we need to be a louder voice than their self-doubt because mm. otherwise mm. they just like glaze over it and they're like no nah, I'll never be you know I can never minister to those people they won't listen to me mm. you know what I mean like I've I've had that constantly in the back of my head but you know God God really will work that out of your heart if you let him um, but we're a big part of that I think is just like pushing each other you know mm. being that voice like because sometimes we just need to hear like you know you can do this yeah you know mm-hmm because we're meant to live in a relationship. God is a relational being, and so we have to be hearing from each other and talking to each other and encouraging each other. We, we're not islands. No man is is an island. So right. You can't. can't do this alone. We're not meant it. to. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. literally called to community. Like That's why we're the body. It's not like we're all like different parts of the body. It's not an yeah. uh, individual thing. Like Everybody has different talents. That's why we all have different talents. Like. Mm-hmm. Dom's extremely talented at dancing. I cannot dance. I don't know what that has to do with ministry, but he yeah, can use it for something. Like Dom's I feel like he can use it. I've Dom's tried. Like, he doesn't want yeah, to. I don't know. Like we'll Liz is extremely gracious, like way more than I am. Like she, so, she can use that to be like like evangelized. Like she's a lot more out. Like y'all, y'all are probably all a lot more outgoing than I am. So I like, was extremely good with the technology. That's why he's in charge of production that's true you're actually so good Amen. at that yeah. just yeah we'll just do a quick shout out real quick alpha omega would not be possible without bobby because this would have never got on the ground and running Facts. round of encouragement yeah. we all have different roles yeah yes. we all have different gifts and god uses all those but yeah wait before mm-hmm. we jump on to that third topic the last thing i wanted to say was ask you guys about what do you think about encouraging ourselves because i think that happens a lot is we self-depreciate ourselves and i don't think that's good because Mm-hmm. If we're good enough for God to put on human skin and die for us, then I think that says mm. something. Preach. Amen. I think it's very important the way you talk to yourself. Because like we said, words have power. God literally spoke and the world came into being. He just used words. So I think it's very important how you talk to yourself. Are you talking to yourself like, oh, I can never get out of this and I'm stuck in this forever. Mm. Even though mm. Jesus said, you are a new creation in Christ. Are you talking to yourself that way? Are you saying, this is what Jesus says about me? Because you'll start to believe it. You believe what you say to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's almost selfish sometimes, too. Like being like, oh, God can't even pull me out of this. Like, come on. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) He created it. It's like, you got a a huge ego. (laughs) Yeah, I think it all just goes back to God classes because you still... You still have to see the faults in yourself and like, mm-hmm. obviously we're not perfect and that's why Jesus had to go die on the cross. But also, I have to see what God sees in me so I can actually use that to to further his kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or else I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah, nothing. <laughs> you're, put, you're putting God in a box of like, well, he doesn't have enough power to use me. Like, yeah. Right, I'm yeah. so far gone that he doesn't. And that's yeah, so and that's dangerous. not true at all. And so then it's not even... Like, only a low view of self, it's also a low view of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he uses unlikely people to do... Which is all the stories of the Bible. Yeah. Like. Um, I, I had a, a thought when we were talking about that. Um, I think something that kind of popped into my head was about meditating on the scriptures and how thoughts are so related to words. And I think that's why we're instructed to meditate on scripture. Um, because really when we, when we repeat and pray the promises, God's promises that are written down for us in the Bible, it goes into our heart mm. and that's why they have us memorize verses. And that's yeah. why we're told to meditate on the scriptures day and night. Cause I really think that that is a huge thing to do with our thought life. And 
like we were saying, like what we put in our heart comes out of our mouths. So it's all, it's all one big cycle. I think that we have to be really intentional about our thoughts will stream out into our words if we're not careful. So. Well, it's yeah. like you said, how they all relate the eyes and the heart, what you're putting in is going to go down into your heart and then it's going to come back out. Right. So it's important what you're putting in. Yeah. Um, does anybody have any final thoughts on encouragement or in scripture? You guys are so great. Good job. Don't thumbs up. <laughs> the listeners who've made it this far, thank you. We encourage you to keep going. <laughs> and if you did make it this far, it might get a little interesting because we're getting into our third and final topic for the podcast, which is roles. And when we say roles, we're talking specifically male and female roles. And, you know, I'd like to at least get into a little bit of what that means for relationships and marriage, uh, the church, and society. And I know the Bible has a lot to say about marriage, um, but I think it'd be an interesting conversation to talk to some girls who are also going through Bible school mm -hmm. and get your opinion on what that looks like. And let's, let's work our way up to marriage. Let's start with just roles in society. All right, I'm with that. Society. Society. This, um. is, this is the hot button. Because I, cause I feel like people are opinionated about church and marriage, ma and marriage but mm -hmm. yeah. society is like kind of something more or less that isn't as talked about in the That's Bible. It's changed so much. When we're talking about societal roles, is that, does that relate to like working? Yeah, like, like, what, what are we like in society, like, like, is it your job to lay bricks? Is it your job? Like breadwinning, like that okay. sort of thing. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Oh, wow. Like military, really well, society, like what con contribution what to, society? to society? Well, Basically. think about it. Just 70 years ago, like... The, the, uh, yeah, for real. I <laughs> mean, real. but honestly, like, like, I mean, I'm not trying to get all woman power over here, but it's just changed so much, right. which is why I think it is such like a hot topic, like yeah. you said, like a hot button of conversation. But honestly, I don't know. <laughs> so um, go ahead. No, you can go. I'm going to get my thoughts together. <laughs> is, is this topic, can we talk about feminism? Does that have to yeah. do a lot? Sure, with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think that kind of is what, why it's such a hot button issue is yeah. because of the, the rise of the feminist movement. Yeah. Yeah. And so what that has feminism. done to society. But yeah, so that's, that's all <laughs> I had to say. Yeah. What are, what are your guys' thoughts being Christian women who are growing up in this society what do you feel is, I mean, your specifically maybe your role coming into this life, and what do you think of other women in society who maybe don't have the same views, you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, uh, y'all got like three hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, for real, Jemma. Jemma, no. um, So, as a Christian, Christian woman, who does want to like, like I don't just want to be a homemaker, so I do want like a whole career, I want, I want that in my life. Um, for first wave feminism, absolutely fantastic, loved it. Second wave, also awesome. Third wave, absolutely trash, and I would argue it's actually not even feminism. Mm. Um, can we, can you elaborate a little bit? I'm behind, I don't really know much about <laughs> feminism. Okay, so first wave... <laughs> oh, gosh! <laughs> first wave was, like, voting rights. Second wave is, like, equal opportunity in the workspace. And okay. then third wave feminism is what you see now that, like, women don't have to shave their armpits. Like, that kind of stuff, like... Mm. Gotcha. Like the yeah, <laughs> and then also <laughs> no. So I don't even know where to unpack this because 
I think. If one of you want to go, while I get my thoughts. Where's the line? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, where? At what point are we? Are we trying to steal each other's roles? Mm -hmm. I think that's important to define because, like in society, it's kind of more classically been the man goes out and works. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not saying a woman shouldn't work. Like I think we all should have ambitions and passions and, but. Where's where's the line to where it's like okay, I think we're trying to switch roles now. The third wave feminists, what they're trying to do is like if you go to a feminist meeting, they will literally tell you we don't want men hmm. to like we want to replace them. We don't yeah. want to be equal with them. We want to be better than them. And scripturally, the Bible says that men and women are equal before God. Mm -hmm. Right. He made, he gives us different gifts. Women like we're very nurturing. He literally made it like he made us to nurture. Men are very strong. They're, um, they're usually pretty stable emotionally. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they, they're more like, they like to be protectors. They like to protect they, people. They and love to that protect. translates over to becoming a husband and a father. Yeah. So God gives us different gifts as men and women, but and that sometimes will translate into different roles because you have different gifts. Mm. But before God, he says we're all equal it, before his throne. So yeah. when feminism tries to come over here and say, oh, actually, we want to replace men. Like, we don't even need them. We we don't need them. We don't want them. That's obviously not biblical. Yeah. At and all. just not practical. And not practical at all. That would that would wipe out society real quick. Amen. Yeah, you don't have to get into the biology. Yeah, um, yeah we don't. I, that's <laughs> not. So I have my question. <laughs> I was lost. Hold on. Cut that out. My <laughs> question for you guys would be like, do you guys think it's wrong that women are in the workplace? No, I no. don't. Know. No. No, I I, the way I feel. So I I was uh, watching some stuff from John Piper and he said it real real nice in the sense of um, it shouldn't be based on uh what's the word um like your ability to do things i forget, there's a word for that but it shouldn't be based on competency like some women are just better at at things than some men and mm -hmm. vice versa you so, know what i mean so it should be no it shouldn't so something shouldn't be something should be say say there's a, a woman who is a natural leader and she happens to be really good at her job she absolutely deserves that position in the workplace. But I guess flipping over to the sense of a marriage, um, regardless of how apt that woman is in martial arts, he <laughs> says, the man should go out first and protect her. Yeah. He yeah. might get his butt beat and she might beat up the bad dude who's trying to come into the equation. That's his job. But that's his job to protect. So mm -hmm. I feel like... In society, is a very different question than marriage, I agree. and mm -hmm. then the church is a whole other ball game as well. But um, yeah, I think uh, I agree. I think my only problem with like women in the workplace is the fact that a lot of them say they want to start their career and they want to have like a good position in their career till they have kids, mm. and so you're seeing women who are just becoming more and more selfish. And actually more empty because we're made to become, like, we want mm. to have children. We want to be nurturing mm. human beings. Mm. And so you see people put their career above starting a family. Yeah. And then that makes them empty and cold and callous. And it just is so sad to me because while I want a career, I'd, I'd drop everything to become a mom. Like, once I'm married, yeah. like, I would love to become a mom. And I think that's when it becomes a problem for me in society when society is telling women that 
having a career and making a lot of money is more important than having a children. Having yeah, children. and that is a big, big part of the equation. Yeah, is yeah. kids. I think that's the only thing I would ever argue in women in society is yeah. the lies that they're being told that becoming a mom is a waste of time because it's absolutely not. Because homemaking is a whole job. Yeah. You literally have to run like a small business kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's like a household running. That's that's hard work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially well, if you want the product to turn out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so in society it might be a different question, you know. I personally believe that you know, there are women who are great at certain jobs and they belong there. Mm -hmm. But like you were saying, there is a line, I think, where it shouldn't surpass their God-given, you know, position and, yeah, I guess responsibility yeah. to be mothers, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. now maybe let's yeah. talk about uh, roles in in the church. Yeah, That's also kind of can be really controversial, but yeah. um, where do you guys see yourselves as girls going into ministry, women, sorry, going into ministry, and um, what is their opinions on, on women in the church? You just want me to talk? Okay. Um, so, I, in my personal opinion, I don't think women should teach in church. I don't think they should be pastors, elders, or deacons, and I don't think they should be teaching in a classroom above the level of fifth grade. So, in, once middle school starts, it should be a man teaching the class. Um, and my reasoning for that is the fact that I come from a church where there's very strong like women's ministry, but the men aren't stepping up. And I love my church back home, but uh, I, that's a big fault that I definitely see in our church. And uh, I think once you start seeing women come into the like middle school and high school classrooms, it's a sign that men aren't stepping up into the role that they're supposed to have mm. in the church. And like... I also think just women are better with kids, so I think that's why they need to be in kids' ministry more. Amen. Um, and... So are you, are you saying in all, like, high school and everything, that there should be men teachers? Yeah, or I've had it where it's, like, a couple. Like, a man, mm -hmm. a husband and a wife are teaching the class together, but the man takes the lead, mm -hmm. and the woman just, like, guides him or, like, helps him and does, Assist. like, like, assists him. Mm -hmm. And I am totally okay with that. It's just when it comes down to only the woman is, te woman is teaching, mm -hmm. that's when it's a problem for me. Okay. Um, I'm pretty solid in that, and I think I, I can definitely support that with scripture. <clears throat> can I ask you why you, that is your thinking? Does yeah. anyone have any Bible verses yeah. on this one? Um, I had I had more marriage. Marriage. This one's hard. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. find Bible verses. I've heard scripture going both ways, but I've heard that I'm not. Married. But I also think the scriptures about marriage also can correlate to this. I agree. Because the man is always called in relationship or anything to be the, the, head. Be the head and to the take leader. responsibility. The leader and, in sacrifice, and, which yeah, is and an important part. So of the when things go bad, it's supposed to come down on the man, yeah. not on the woman. The so you're supposed to the entire family. So you're supposed to you're supposed head. to be protecting the woman in that. And so in so the same with ministry. If if something goes down, it needs to come back onto a man, not a woman and we're supposed to we're called to be protective of that so I think like I agree with Jamer in the fact that I'm I wouldn't say that women can't teach but they can't be the they can't be the head the like head primary head. responsibility yeah. falls so primary on. responsibility should be a man so like kind of what you're saying like it could be a couple mm -hmm. but it's not the woman being the leader and yeah. then the guy assisting it's the it's yeah I, th I also think it comes down to like the picture of 
Christ and the church is like a marriage. Mm. And in a marriage, a man is supposed to be the leader. So I think, I'm not saying the pastor is like God in this scenario, but like the pastor is the head of the church. And so he should be right. leading his mm. people. Yeah. Like, and so it should be a man if he's going to be the leader. Well, even that, like in Timothy, I think it talks about the the rules of First Timothy? church. Probably. First know. Timothy 2.12. Yep. <laughs> but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, that, she found the verse that's, that's solid. I'm not discounting that at all. I was yeah. talking about, um, the, where it talks about the actual, like, requirements for elders and pastors. And mm. it talks about like striving to be a pastor is a good thing, but it's also you're held to a higher standard. So, and so which with higher standard, like with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man over And here. it says, it does say the requirement is you have to be a man. Yeah. You have to have so, a family. You have to be married. Yeah. And so I think that's why I would say that the man needs to be the head, not the, not the other way. Yeah. I found the Bible verse you were talking about. Um, first Corinthians eleven three. it says, but I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of the woman, and God is the head of Christ. Mm. So that's that Bible verse. That gives that picture. Mm -hmm. The order. Mm -hmm. What about like other ministries? I mean, cause, cause there's other ministries that utilize God-given gifts, such as like worship leading or, mm -hmm. or like instruments and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like my mom is an amazing worship leader, and I know yeah. that that is like i can literally like see the holy spirit through her when she's leading worship mm -hmm. and that is kind of a leadership role but also i don't know i i don't feel like that's not biblical for her mm -hmm. i don't i, I think don't know what I'm trying to say. so i've had like a woman worship pastor before or worship leader we didn't call her a worship pastor but I think the difference in that is that they're not teaching scripture. Yeah. That's why yeah. it's a different for me. But I, our worship pastor now, he sometimes does teach. He teaches classes and, like, stuff like that. So he has the title of worship pastor. And that's when I think it can't be a woman. When what become, about when, when women teaching. write songs and utilize scripture to write songs that are then being preached through the worship songs? That I mean, I feel like that could be a whole different podcast, so maybe we shouldn't even get into that, but... Yeah. Well, it's okay to touch on it, you know. I think ultimately, it's kind of what Jameis said, like, it's it's when you're teaching, and, like, worship yeah. worship is more leading, and, like, I don't think women can't lead, or I would even argue, I don't think, kind of what she said, like, I, I don't think they can't teach. I just think it's it comes down to, like, the rules of, like, authority. I think mm -hmm. it, it should come down on a man, so I think, like, a worship pastor should be a man, but, like... That doesn't mean that a, a woman can't lead a worship song. Okay. If that yeah. makes sense. Like mm. or write one. So Yeah, like, or write one, yeah. Yeah, or write one. But when it comes down to like logistics and stuff like that, then I think it should be the a man is running it, but that doesn't mean that there isn't some of like handing over responsibility of like, hey, you're gonna lead this song mm -hmm. or because like yeah, don't, people, people don't, have gifts, like yeah. girls you are can't deny incredible women singers, have you can't beautiful voices. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Um I was just going to say the thing, the thing that I always kind of hold on to, and I'm still very new in all this. So in my opinion, I don't even feel it should hold, hold a whole bunch of weight, but, um, something that I've learned even in Genesis and going through this year is like man's inclination to be passive. And I think, um, I think the reason why this is such a struggle and has been since the beginning is because men 
really are inclined to be passive. And we love to take control. And girls mm-hmm. are amazing. And women are amazing at things. Yeah. And and women can lead. They can teach. They can, they have these abilities. They they have these spiritual gifts. They have you know they have hearts for God. So to deny that is is ignorant. Mm-hmm. And I think men see that and they're like, well, why doesn't she just do it? Mm-hmm. And that is our struggle. Like I know, I know personally. Like I've grown up to be passive in certain areas, and I'm learning how to step yeah. into my role as a man. But I think the reason why it's such a struggle is because girls are like, I got this figured out. Sorry, women. I keep saying girls. <laughs> they have it figured out. They're like, I know my heart. I know my gift. I know I'm good at this. God gave me this voice. I can, I can sing. I can praise. I can worship. And then guys are like, Well, I'm still figuring it out. You know, so I'll just let her do it. So I feel like that's the only thing that I feel like I have somewhat of an understanding because I've lived that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the church, I I can see how that happens in the church. I've seen it in my own life. Yeah. So you talk about a man being passive. That goes all the way back to the garden. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which is our job is to yeah. cover the girl, the wo- girl, the woman. <laughs> and uh, I'm getting offended. Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, you guys are women, so I shouldn't say girl, but... Adam wasn't covering his wife, he wasn't right. protecting her, and... And people yeah. love to blame Eve, but... It was if Adam's he doesn't step up in that position, you know, that that's why I think it's a back and forth, and that's why I think it's a constant issue and struggle, because we yeah. need to just take our position. And vice versa, women need to respect, like, women in the church and in a marriage need to respect the man, so it's mm-hmm. like... Some people, like, like... We'll take that out of context, though, and we'll go as far as to say, well, to you're a woman, so now you need to listen to me. Exactly. I'm in control, and that I think that's going too far. Like saying oh, yeah. that the man is in control? Like, th- there'll be men who will say, well, in the Bible it says, I'm the head of this household, so I'm in control, and you have to yeah. do what I say. Right. Yeah, well, let's well, well, part of it is, is, like, it's a constant spiral. So, like, if the woman doesn't show respect, then the man, then the man doesn't feel respected and therefore doesn't show love to the woman. And then, and then... She doesn't feel love, therefore doesn't show respect. And it's like a constant circle. So it's it's yes, really, right. you both have to make sure that you're pursuing God and mm-hmm. making sure that your eyes are on Him. Right. And knowing knowing what He tells us to do Respecting as women, which is us, us is to respect the man, and then the man needs to love us. And then if you're both doing that, but you're not doing it for each other, you're doing it because it's what God told us to do because... Obviously, when you have indifferent feelings towards your significant other, then it's not going to be easy to love them. It's not going to be easy to respect what he says. But mm. if if that if the feelings don't matter and it just matters what God says, which is what it should be for our entire life, then you shouldn't get into that. You, you know? Yeah, I know, and it's funny too because when you like our pastor Paul preached on this at South Oak, and it it's it's like hard to tread on that because it's so easy for people people read this verse and they say okay wives be subject to your own husbands as to the lord and then they go yeah it's really easy for guys to take that and like throw it on their wives and and push them into mm-hmm. submission but it's that whole scripture that gives the picture yeah um do you want to read the whole thing yeah so it says this is like the popular marriage scripture that everyone exactly. reads. But they only read 22. Exactly. Yeah. So, wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. He himself being the savior of the body. 
But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might, might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water and with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands also ought to also love their own wives as their own bodies. Mm. Amen. So, I mean, yeah, that keeps going, but it's yeah. it's that whole picture of, like, sacrifice and submission, which we, we talked a little bit uh, with Caleb about that and because mm. we were talking about love and what that means. And for us as men, love means sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. that's just what it means. I honestly, I know a lot of women get women. I keep her... Anyway, um, I know they get very offended by that passage of us submitting to our husbands, but I was thinking about it earlier, and I'm like, I would honestly argue that men have the harder harder part of that, that entire relationship, because you're meant to, like, go and be imitators of Christ in a relationship, and love your wife like Christ loved the church, and that's such a hard love to re, to, um, what's it, replicate, yeah, to replicate, sure. because... He was a per he's perfect and his love is perfect and we're a broken human being. So to to replicate a perfect love like that is beyond impossible. Mm. And I like my job is to just sit down and like not just sit down and shut up, but like my job is to submit <laughs> to my future husband and like <laughs> I feel like I have the easy end of that deal because you guys are meant to give yourself up for your wife. And I'm like yeah. and like sacrifice what you want for not only your family's good, but for her good. I don't know. Yeah. It's just so... That that'd be so intimidating, honestly. So, it's, I mean, round of applause. Go, you guys. Go, men. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, pressure to know that one day that I will have to lead a household and that all of our sin falls back on me and it's my responsibility to take care of it all. But you got Jesus you're on called, your side. You're called to singleness, so it's fine. You have that special calling. <laughs> hey, but Paul says it's better to be single than married. Period. Yeah. You only get married so you don't burn with passion for each other. We are all single. You heard we it here first. Tell. It's what Paul said. Gosh yeah. darn. I'm going to get angry. No, but yeah, it, it is, it is <laughs> a blessing to be where we're at. God has us all where we are for a reason. That's mm -hmm. I don't know a whole lot, but I know that for sure. Mm -hmm. You know? Did we so. touch on that last point? Was that we pretty much we we ran through marriage, right? Yeah. Touched I mean, it. unless anybody has any other thoughts. Girls, yes. be his number one fan. <laughs> Girls, sit down and shut up and don't say anything. <laughs> oh oh my God. God. I'm just kidding. Hey, what? I think a big part of any sort of relationship is prayer for the other person. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And for yourself to be to be the person that your person needs, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we in God. We be well. So when when you get married, uh, a man, what is it? A, a man shall leave his father and mother, and and the two will become one flesh. Yes. And in that, <gasps> in that also is I think the way I also read into that is one in spirit. So you share spirits. You share the same spiritual battle. So you guys have to be praying together and praying for each other, and that is a huge, huge part of marriage. I think. Because if you don't, yeah. if you don't have someone that you're praying with and for, and it's just, you're, yeah. you, you know, at that point, it's not just your own battle. Yeah, we know all about that. Yeah, I was gonna say, look at us all single talking about marriage. All yeah. single. Whoa, what? What? Single. You are not Redacted. single, miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the cool thing, the cool thing is, I'm not married, but like, 
we can learn all this stuff just by reading God's word. <laughs> you know, like we don't have to be married to know this stuff. We can be prepared for this because yeah. we have the gift of God's word. Yeah. Going yeah. back to words. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of that, and unless anybody has any other thoughts, I kind of have an idea. Okay. Um, okay. To kind of wrap up, what is one thing that you would say to your future spouse? Oh, oh my God. Right like, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, what, would, what is just something? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> what is just something like, you would want to say to your future spouse? Like, That's so it, cute, it could be actually. deep, it could be stupid, like, whatever. Stupid? Whatever okay. Bobby, why don't you go first? I would rather not. <laughs> say something to my future spouse. Just cut out all this. Don't let me lose the fire under my butt. Amen. We're married? Keep keep Christ <laughs> at the center. Push no, me so, to be a leader. Yes, we are married. Okay, okay that's one. Then I'm just going to say... <laughs> that's your you. one thing. Yeah, You're sorry, fine. Like eight eight that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Can I write an essay? Good luck. <laughs> I want to say a joke one and then also a real one. But my joke one is, I hope you like Ben Shapiro and Dave Ramsey because that will be on repeat <laughs> in our household. That's not a joke. What's the real one? That is not a joke. <laughs> That's not a joke. Oh, um, then what's your joke one? No, that was the joke one, but it is also true. <laughs> yeah, There's right. truth in every joke. Oh, we talked about true, this. We did talk about this. Um, the real one would probably be, um, I hope you have a lot of fun adventures together. Aww. <laughs> Alright, Liz. That's hard. I hope you like scotcheroos. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get fat. I hope you like working out because you're about to get fat. I'm dead. <laughs> Oh my words! Oh what? Wow! Thank you. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's hard. It, it's different for me. Okay. Well, yeah, she is the only one in a relationship, yeah. so it's kind of like that's hard. Aww. It would take me a while to think of one. So. Okay. All right. Right. Then. I would say, <laughs> I love you because I love God, and I love you even when I'm not showing it. Okay. As I that's should cool. be. That's actually really that's good. That is good because Fun. as Christians... kisses. Mwah. <laughs> Amen. As Christians, like, we know that marriage is a forever thing. Yeah. Not just like, oh, I'll fall out of love with you and then we'll get a divorce. Oh, it's yeah. a forever thing because God made it that way. And so, with that in view, when you say I love you because I love God, like, I'm sticking with you. Yeah. Mm. When you make I your made vows, my vows to when you. Yeah. You're making them to God. Exactly. You're them. Whether Amen. you're stinky or not, we yeah. in this. I made my vows to God. <laughs> Keegan. Oh, wait, you went already. Well, uh, yeah. So, I didn't get a go. Oh, sorry, Bobby. I just got one easy, quick one. You like cows? Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm concerned. Kevin and I would like to thank you guys for coming on the Alpha Before Omega podcast. Before we end, do you guys, uh, is We'd there like anything y'all would like to, like, to like, shout oh, yeah, out? I need a Coca-Cola. Shout out okay. to my mom. Uh, oh. okay, yeah, shout, shout out, out to Liz my mom. Mom. Hi, mom. I know you're listening. I shout love you. Do you want Don? Thanks for making Ryland. She's pretty cool, I guess. No. <gasps> Period, sis. I would do a shout out to my dad because he has his own podcast. So hey, shout out James' dad. <laughs> and then also go follow our po- our Instagram, which is uh, Real Gals of Cabinet. Real Gals of Cabinet. Only on go Instagram. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was awesome having you guys. Thanks for yep. talking with Thank us and taking the time. Sure. I hope you guys got something out of this episode. Follow the Insta, follow yep. the Spotify, give us five stars. At Alpha Omega Podcast. Um, I think in the near future, we'll probably be trying to do some stuff yeah. on YouTube. Working on We're a YouTube still working channel. that out. But um, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be having more episodes come out. Shout out Bobby, our producer. Keegan, the co-host. Shout out Dom, the resident le- theologian. Resident oh my theologian. God. Amen. Not even. I'm like the... Riley, you have your hand up. <laughs>
Make sure to encourage someone. Yay! <laughs> Remind them who they are. I'm definitely cutting that. Come on, are you serious right now? I will catch y'all on the flippity flop. Deuces. Got a new heart, good luck trying to break me, save me, renew my mind on a daily. I'm hard headed, so I learned things the hard way. I was heartbroken till I ran in the Yahweh. Got a new heart, good luck trying to break me, save me, renew my mind on a daily. I'm hard headed, so I learned things the hard way. I was heartbroken till I ran in the Yahweh.